Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. For thou art an holy people unto the Lord thy God. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, above all people that are upon the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor choose you, because you were more in number than any people, for ye were the fewest of all people, but because the Lord loved you. Amen. Praise God. And you know, when when God speaks to me throughout the week for any given upcoming uh, lesson on Thursday or sermon on Sunday, amen, um, I, I try to be sensitive to what He wants. And because he, I know he knows who's going to be here. I don't know, but he knows who's going to be here, and he knows what we need to hear. Amen. And I believe t- this morning that God wanted, he loves us so much. He wanted to let somebody hear. All, of course, every message is for everybody all the time, but some are for some specifically that might be really going through something, amen. He wanted to let you know that you matter to God. You matter to God. Let's clap our hands before we're seated. God created Adam and Eve and gave them the ability to procreate. We believe that we were created by God, but God actually directly created Adam and Eve and indirectly through the procreated process that he set in motion. Amen. We all have come to have our lives. Amen. And the Bible said in Genesis 5 verse 3, When Adam had lived 130, now he had already had uh, Cain and Abel, but when he had lived 130 years, he had a son in his own likeness and in his own image, and he named him Seth. Now we know we are made in the image of God, but see the Bible also says that we are in the likeness and image of our parents uh, as well. Amen. You know, when a husband and a wife, they, when they have children, they each pass certain inherited traits down to their kids genetically through their DNA. Some uh, traits are specifically passed from the mother, and some are specifically passed from the father. Here are a few that the mother passes on, hair type and color. If you're left-handed, thank your mother. Amen. Thanks, Mom. Amen. Sleeping style and habits come from your mom. Blood sugar comes from your mom. If you have high or low, sometimes that's genetic. Some of the father's traits that are passed down. Eye color, height, dimples, lips, teeth structure, 
and what sex the child will be is determined by the father's DNA in almost all cases. Very interesting. Now, we are all made in the image of God. Genesis 1.27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Amen. Well, way back in Genesis 1, maybe we didn't understand because that was early on in things what the image of God was. But when we fast forward 4,000 years from that point, amen, we find that the image of God was none other than Jesus Christ. Amen. Colossians 1.15 said, He is the image of the invisible God. Hebrews 1.3 said, The Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being. Colossians 2.9 said, For in Him, Jesus, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Amen. God passed so many things down to that man, Jesus, when He was born that miraculous birth. Jesus himself said in John 14, verse 7, If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. And from now on you know him and have seen him. And Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. And Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? <laughs> Jesus was a spitting image of his Father, as the old saying goes. Amen. Jesus was both God and man. He had a dual nature. Amen. And that's the, that was the incarnation. That was the, the thing that is, uh, blows people's minds. Uh, how God, uh, amen, could do what he did and Jesus was born. 1 Timothy 3.16 said, Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. There is a mystery how God was manifest in the flesh. Some 700 years before the birth of Jesus, there was a single prophecy, amen, given in the book of Isaiah that spoke about a virgin birth, amen, a virgin who would give birth to a very special son, amen, whose name would be called Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Luke 135, the angel told Mary, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. That's why he's called the Son of God. For no other reason other than that God, the Spirit of God, the Father, God the Father, amen, was the Father of Jesus. And Mary was his mother. Amen. And the son had his beginning. The son did not pre-exist Bethlehem. Praise God. We know that Jesus pre-existed as the word. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Amen. So there was no eternal son. You can't prove that in the Bible. Amen. The son had a beginning. Galatians 4, 4 tells us, but when the fullness of time was come, the son had his beginning in time. He preexisted in eternity, but the son had his beginning in time. God sent forth his son made of a woman made under the law. 
Amen. The son was made through that process that God had put in practice and put in motion with Adam and Eve. Only this was the only different. Nobody else in the world and no other person had ever been born, amen, with a earthly mother and God as their father. Jesus had inherited traits just like I read to you about the mother's traits and the father's traits. Jesus inherited both traits on his mother's side and on his father's side. Amen. On his mother's side, he was born a helpless little baby in Bethlehem that needed his mother's constant care. And on his father's side, the Bible in Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. On his mother's side, he was a 12-year-old boy that had been separated from his family. Amen. And they had already headed back to Nazareth from Jerusalem. And he, is, he supposedly, by the parents, was a 12-year-old boy lost, maybe confused and scared. Amen. They didn't know he was lost for three days. They frantically looked for him. They went back to Jerusalem. They were asking everybody. Amen. And, they, and that was his mother's side, praise God. But on his father's side, when they found him, the Bible said, Luke 2.46, and it came to pass that they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, which means the doctors of the law, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. Amen. And Jesus said, Wish ye not that I must be about my father's business? Didn't you know? Amen. Didn't you see what the, didn't you remember what the angel said about me? I'm not an ordinary boy. Amen. I've got a mission. I've got a plan. I, I've, got, I've got something i got to do that's propelling me. On his mother's side, he had to eat to sustain himself. And on his father's side, he fed 5,000 men, his women and children, with a little boy's lunch. On his mother's side, he grew weary and had to rest. But on his father's side, he said, come unto me. Amen. 11.28 of Matthew. Ah, oh, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. <laughs> on his mother's side, he got in a boat. And crossed the sea like everyone else does. But on his father's side, he sent the apostles ahead one day on, and they went on the boat by themselves, and he came walking on the top of the water. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. On his mother's side, he was in the boat with his disciples, feeling the effects of the terrible storm that was tossing the boat around and causing it to take on water and even start to sink. But on his father's side, he got up, and when it was, when it, he, when it was time, he spoke to those waves, and he spoke to that wind, and he said, Peace, be still. And the storm immediately stopped, and there was a great calm. I said, folks, the storm immediately stopped and there was a great calm. So when you're stuck in a storm and you think it's going to go on forever, amen, I know the peace speaker by name. His name is Jesus. He can speak peace over your situation and your storm can go away just like that. And the clouds will part and the sun will shine and the birds will chirp another day for you. Yeah. Woo, praise God. Because you matter to God. 
Amen. On his mother's side, he bled and died on the cross. On his father's side, he rose from the dead three days later, never to die again. Never to die again. On his mother's side, he was the son of man. And on his father's side, he was a son of God. I'm talking about you matter to God. I said all that to say, amen, we are made in his image and his likeness. Amen. And when we are born again, God passes his, some of his attributes to us and helps us. And he's with us. And his eye is on his people in a special way. Psalm 139, 14 said, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. We are not here by chance. We did not evolve. We were made. We were not some fluke of nature. We were made. Amen. We are a direct result of intelligent design, and his name is Jesus. Praise God. We were carefully. We were thoughtfully. We were wonderfully. We were lovingly formed and made by the almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. Praise the Lord. You matter to God. You see, there's a big difference between people and every other living thing. Just look at the story in Genesis 1 of creation. Every other living thing was spoken into existence. I know I'm not minimizing that's awesome in and of itself. God spoke the animals into existence. God spoke the birds. God spoke the reptiles. God spoke all the bugs into existence. God spoke the trees and, and the fish and, and everything. He spoke it all into existence. Amen. But when it came to us, amen, we're made in his image. You cannot find in the Bible that any of those things I just spoke have a soul except us. We're the only ones with an eternal soul, praise God, amen, that will live on forever, hallelujah. And so the difference is when he came to us, he formed Adam, the Bible said in Genesis 2-7, he formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils a breath of life and man became a living soul, praise God. Oh, hallelujah. That word, wonderfully, when we're fearfully and wonderfully made in that Bible, that verse in Psalms, wonderfully, it means marvelously. It means to distinguish. It means to set apart. It means to put a difference. What does it mean? What, what are we trying to say here? When he said we are fearfully and wonderfully made, we are set apart, we are different, and we are distinguished between, between any other thing that God created that breathes, amen, underwater or above the water on this planet, praise God. We matter to God. God cares about people more than anything else. Amen. He knew us before we were even born. Psalm 139.16, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. 
He told Jeremiah, I call, I knew you before I even formed you in the womb, and I called you to be a prophet before you even came out of your mother's womb. Amen. That'll give you a different way of looking at things. Praise God. Amen. Job 10, verse 8, your hands shaped me and made me. You molded me like clay. Did you not clothe me with skin and flesh and knit me together with bones and sinews? He loved us before we were born also. Job, that Job uh, uh, chapter 10 goes on to say in verse 12, You gave me life and you showed me your unfailing love. My life was preserved by your care. He loved us from the very inception for the very beginning. Amen. Jeremiah 31, 3, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Amen. We're talking about a love of God, uh, that God, uh, amen, that is uh, hard to even grasp. Amen. That we matter to God. You matter to God. What you're going through. Amen. God knows that uh, it's going to be okay. You hang in there. Amen. He loves you. And see, the sanctity and value of human life are a direct result of the creation of God. Amen. That's what sets, that's the huge difference between uh, the understanding of creation and evolution. Amen. Evolution is just, it, it just happened. It's just whatever. And when people get that kind of mindset, then everything is equal and nothing really matters. And you're no more important than dirt or bugs or birds, or anything, amen, it's all just kind of like, it kind of minimizes, uh, and it kind of brings down uh, the value of life, but when we understand that God created us, and he didn't just do it haphazardly, he created us uh, in his image, in his likeness, uh, and in love, so the reason we value human, human life from the womb to the tomb is precisely because God put the greatest value on human life, and we should do the same thing. Amen. Because the babies matter to God, the old folks matter to God, and the infirmed matter to God, and the forgotten matter to God, and the poor matter to God, and the widows matter to God, and the strangers and foreigners matter to God. Amen. And the orphans matter to God. So it doesn't matter what anybody says. We're much more valuable than any tree, any bird, any fish, any reptile, any mammal on land or sea. I'm not, I'm not for just, you know, ruining the environment and, ruin, and killing animals and doing all. I'm not for any of that to, just to do it. Amen, obviously. But you know what? There's a priority. And man, God put us on the earth. And God gave us dominion. Amen. And we are in charge. Yes, we got to be good stewards of what God put in our hands. Amen. But that doesn't minimize the fact that we are the focus of God. Amen. And we are the most important thing on the face of the earth. People. And we matter to God. Amen. Jesus made it perfectly clear when he said that one human soul is worth more than the whole world. Amen. Matthew 16, 26. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? 
Amen. Your soul, one soul. That just lets me know one soul is worth more than the whole world. And even if one person exchanged the whole world for his soul, he would have got shortchanged. Amen. See, it's easy to get lost in the sea of humanity, especially where we live in, you know, metropolitan area. You know, and, and it's easy for after a while, you know, things happen. Some people start questioning things like, does anybody see me? Does anybody know what I'm going through? Does anybody even care? Amen. Does anybody see my worth? Does, do I matter to anybody? Amen. I'm telling you, you matter to God. Amen. So we need to quit going to people that could care less about us. We need to quit, amen, spending time with certain people that really put us down and don't do us any good, amen, when it comes to our lives. We need to spend time with the one, amen, that loves us the most and that we matter the most to. That's Jesus. And we need to spend time with people of like precious faith, amen, that have the same outlook, that have your best interests at heart. Amen. Praise God. God not only sees you, He not only knows what you're going through, He deeply cares about you, and He wants to do something about it. Amen. He's not just a shoulder to cry on, which is good. You can do that. You can cast all your care on Him. For he cares for you, but he's also a prayer answering God. He's also a very present help in tough trouble. Amen. He's also there. Praise God. Never leaving us or forsaking us. Amen. You see, God is a maker. There are makers and then there are fixers in this world. And God is a creator. Amen. And people, I'm not a maker type person. That's, you know, with creative genius and, you know, inventors and they're, they're like makers, you know, making stuff and out of just raw materials and stuff. I, I take my hat off. Amen. But uh, I like to be a fixer. Praise God. You make something and I see that it needs a little twinge over here and tune it up and I'll fix it and make, try to make it better. Or if it breaks, I'll fix something that somebody else made. Amen. I like to do it yourself and fix things. Praise God. Amen. So there's makers and there's fixers. Praise God. And makers make things for a special purpose. Makers do not make things in vain. And God is the greatest maker of all. He did not create any of us in vain. We are special in his eyes. And amen. And he, we matter to him. And you see, God is both a maker and a fixer. He created our heart, and he will heal our heart when it breaks. Amen. He created our body, and he will heal our body when it gets sick or full of disease. He created our mind, and then he will set our mind at ease with peace and give us a sound mind when we are troubled, when we are down, when we are depressed. Amen. When we are tormented, he will be there. He created our spirit, and he saves those who have a crushed spirit. You matter to God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. God loves you and cares about you and I more than you'll ever know. 
We were created in his image. The Bible said you are the apple of his eye. Malachi 3.17 said, On the day when I act, says the Lord Almighty, they will be my treasured possession. I will spare them just as a father has compassion and spares his son who serves him. And you will again see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who do not. Folks, God is getting ready. He's, he's always had a distinction. Amen. There's always been a blessing to those who serve God. There's always been favor to those who serve God. There's always been, amen, something from heaven, amen, that's always helped those who serve God. But I believe we're coming to a day, amen, where we're going to see a, a very clear distinction, amen, and the people who do not serve God, amen, and the people who do not want to live for God, amen, are going to see a big difference, amen, looking across a, a dark valley to a lighted place where we stand worshiping God and serving Him, amen, He loves us, see, even a little sparrow matters to God, but you're much more valuable to Him than many sparrows, the Bible said, you're God's special possession. Amen. And because of that, we need to understand that God has all these things for uh, us because we matter to him, but we need to go after it. We need to call on him. We need to cry out to him. Amen. And he will answer. Praise God. Psalm 34, 15, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. Luke 18, 7 said, won't God give justice to his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay long to help them? I tell you, he will give them justice speedily. Amen. See, he wouldn't have died for you if you didn't matter to him. Amen. You matter. He loved us. He came and died for us because He loved us. We're made in His image. Romans 5, 8, But God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were yet still sinners, Christ died for us. I thank God for that. I thank God for that. While we were still sinners, He died. Amen. And God knows the end from the beginning, so He saw us when, like the old... Easter song goes, when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. Now, he was on the cross 2,000 years ago. How could I be on his mind being born, you know, in the 19th century or in the 20th century or the 21st century or whatever, wherever I was born, amen? How did God know? Because he sees the end from the beginning, and he saw our lives that that were away from God many years. He saw the things we did that were against him, and yet he looked in the future and said, they're still worth dying for. I still love them. Amen. I want to give them a chance. I want to give them a hope. I'm going to die, and I'm going to have my blood ready so that when hopefully they when you hear the call, they will come. They will be born again of water and spirit. They will repent of their sins, be baptized in my wonderful name, and receive the Holy Ghost. Would you stand with me? Praise God. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.